Haven't you seen that meme yet, Pancake? What's that? How to figure out your quarantine oh, drinking yeah, that, or yeah, your, yeah. your quarantine alcoholic name? You take your first name and, and your last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one and only, the original podcast where you can find yours and your business's true value. You're listening to Our Value. Brought to you by America's insulation source, IDI Distributors. You want to hear from the best contractors, suppliers, and consultants that dedicate themselves to more than just survival in the business world? Industry professionals that are dedicated to excellence in every aspect of their business? Our Value has them all here to share that same motivation and knowledge with you. Tune in and grow a more successful, profitable, educated, and recognized business. Listen to the Our Value podcast to become the industry leader in your market. Find your value with Our Value. Welcome back to Our Value. I'm Travis Pancake, uh, sitting across a computer screen from my co-host, Don Clymer. Pow! And Aaron Franzine. Pow! You're supposed to say, say hi, not pow. Nobody knows what that means. <laughs> Are you saying pow or pow? Same thing. Pow! That's going to be my new intro on the, on the podcast. Best podcast yet. Yep. I love it. So, Aaron, who are we talking to today? Today, we're talking to my old friend, a friend of IDI for a long time, Mr. Josh Penman. Josh is the National Business Development Manager for American Financial Partners. He has been in the equipment financing and leasing business for 20 years, eight of which with AFP. AFP works with new and existing businesses and a wide range of credit profiles. Josh specializes in helping businesses acquire their capital equipment to enable them to grow. AFP provides up to 100% financing and terms of up to seven years. Application-only approvals offered up to $500,000 on new equipment. During his 10 years with U.S. Bank, Josh was the recipient of numerous awards for outstanding sales and leadership contributions while working within the Business Equipment Finance Division. During his tenure with Flagship Credit Services, Josh successfully increased volume and fostered new relationships while serving as Vice President of Business Development. Josh's innovation, charisma, and knowledge of the financial industry continue to result in the establishment of trusting and fruitful professional relationships hold on hold on you said wow. afp not afv i thought we we're america's funniest videos <laughs> that carlton was going to be on here different josh <laughs> I'll, I'll try to be as funny as possible but uh, that's a lot to live up to i i think i owe someone a lot of money for writing that that's uh, that sounded really professional yeah I, w- I was getting dry mouth by the end of that <laughs> i fell asleep but um, don't talk to me for 30 seconds. I can catch my breath. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not because Josh isn't interesting. So I guess I'll kick off the questions here and then obviously we'll go uh, round robin like we normally do. But uh, Josh, why you? Why not a traditional bank for uh, an equipment loan? What makes you so special? Good, sir. Yeah, that's uh, obviously the million dollar question. I would say that the biggest difference between what we do and more normal bank financing is, uh, is, is the specialization. It's specialization in construction. Um, specifically in this case in insulation equipment. So uh, banks, as we all know, are, uh, can be great to work with, but they also can be very difficult to work with. You know, we specialize in the collateral that we're talking about here. We specialize in the industries that we're talking about. So we know it much more than, you know, a bank will look at 
a vehicle much different than they will a, a spray foam rig. So we understand the collateral and know it, and we're able to do a lot more because of that. So uh, some of the biggest differences are uh, we offer 100% financing typically. This always, you know, pretty much anything I'm talking about always depends on credit and uh, sure. time in business and things like that. So you know, I'll preface with that. But uh, in general, what, we, uh, what we're doing is 100% financing. So banks in general usually require anywhere from 10 to 30% down on specific, uh, you know, specialized type construction equipment. So that, number one, is the biggest difference. Our flexibility, you know, our terms, uh, I think um, Aaron mentioned there in the, in the bio, that we can do anywhere from 12 to 84 months. Usually uh, a traditional bank isn't, if they are able to get it approved, they're generally not going to be able to go out seven years. We uh, we can also offer deferred payments, you know, first payment deferred, maybe three months. Uh, we can offer six months of step-up payments where the first six months are lower. So the basically what we can do is is a, a six month, say at, at 500 bucks a month, instead of the, what the normal payment would be. That gets people into their rigs, gets them uh, out working, doing jobs, uh, sending out their invoices and collecting on their invoices before they really have a payment due. And the other option I mentioned was a 90 day deferred first payment. That's basically three payments with no, uh, or three months with no payments. Okay. So that, that's a, that's a really good option. Again, something that's a big difference between what we do and, and more of a traditional bank does from a pricing perspective, we're going to be similar on the, on the bankable type credits, our pricing, our equivalent APR is going to be very similar to what a bank could do. Um, the other biggest difference is credit quality. I mean, again, we're looking at the, the industry, the collateral, as opposed to more of the traditional, if you don't fit our credit box as a bank, then you're not going to qualify and it's kicked out immediately. Um, as Aaron said, I did spend 10 years with U.S. Bank, so I'm familiar with the bank model and how banks underwrite credits, okay. especially, and I also lived through 2009 to 2011, so um, it was a painful time for a lot of us in this industry. And um, you know, the, the people that made it through understand that, you know, it is, it's valuable to have a bank relationship, but at the same time, it's also valuable to have finance companies that can, you know, that can look at your capital equipment and, um, you know, potentially leave your bank availability open for real estate, working capital, things that are more traditional bank products. Primary differences, I did just kind of in a roundabout way mention the other thing I jotted down was preserve, you know, pre preserving the bank availability. Okay. Yeah, those are the biggest differences between what we do and, and more of a traditional bank. You know, that's that's a question that comes up all the time. And I encourage people if if you want to compare what we do to, to you know the normal uh, a normal bank loan, uh, by all means do it. Uh, the other big thing I forgot to mention is we're application only. Aaron mentioned this um, on many of these transactions where a bank is going to ask you to pull out a lot of financial statements, tax returns, things like that. And they also might tie up other assets too, where we only take a position in the piece of equipment we're financing. The other thing is turnaround time. It, you know, banks generally don't work real fast. And uh, for, you know, especially good credits and existing businesses, we can turn a, a $75,000 transaction in a matter of a day or two. All right. Josh Penman, everyone. Thanks for joining us. No, just <laughs> um, Here's the mic drop. Yeah. Uh, so you've been, we've all known each other for a long time. Me at my previous employer, uh, you and Don and Wes and Travis. Uh, how long have you been working with IDI? Uh, I, I believe I've been working directly with IDI for 
almost nine years. Yeah, I was going to say close to it's 10. Been a while. Yeah, yeah, and it may even be past nine now. So nine to 10 years right in there. Um, I've been working in construction equipment financing for 20 years. I'm in my 20th year of doing equipment financing. I started right out of college, so um, I just aged myself right there, but we're all kind of in the same camp, so I feel... I feel like I'm in, in mutual company there. Um, right. But yeah, so so I've always had a niche in construction equipment um, and specifically in insulation for probably 10 to 11 years. So 10, 11 years, you, I mean, that's kind of when you stumbled on the spray foam world or? Correct. And if you, if you do the math on that, what was 10 or 11 years ago was 2009 and 2010. So Great I got into it when it was probably one of the most difficult things to do. We're on the same nice. timeline. That's when I jumped into this insulation game as oh, well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, oh. so when I first started, it wasn't easy, but that was one of the reasons I got into it because I realized that there's an opportunity here. And um, I think I do believe that a lot of people respect that. The fact that I got into really heavily into construction, insulation, and stone fabrication specifically into those two segments when everyone else was getting out, including US Bank when I was with them at that time. So Josh, you got in, you know, during the the downturn uh, ten years ago, and that was a, a weird and interesting time. And now, now we're sitting here. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but we're talking mid-April right now, and we're smack dab in the middle of COVID nineteen. Um, <clears throat> what's your guys' outlook on that, and and how can you help customers now who who are kind of struggling? That's the million dollar question right. of of this month. Um, it, what, I, what I see right now, and I've, I listen to a lot of economists, I read a lot of, uh, of, of publications about what's going on right now, and the majority of what I try to educate myself on is specific to construction. So you've got, what, what I've found is you've got a number of states that construction is not an essential business right now. That's primarily in the Northeast and uh, Washington State and parts of California. So um, what we've tried to do in those areas is just try to help our existing customers with giving them deferred payments now. Um, so obviously they're not working. So a lot of those existing customers were offering 90 days of no payments. So much like a new customer we can offer that to, you know, we've got customers that have been on our books for two, three, four, five plus years, and they're calling us and we're offering them that, that reprieve right now, if you will, of you don't have to make a payment for, for three, up to three months. Is that pretty much no questions asked? Like, Hey, we're your partner. Yep. Yeah. It virtually is almost no questions asked. Yeah. It's, it's the right thing to do. And um, so with that being said, my vision on this is I, I think it's going to, and it's going to depend on certain, certain pockets of the country and certain States are going to be different. I think we my my gut feeling and, and my educated feeling is that probably within the next couple of weeks, I think we'll start to see things slowly open back up. Um, I think, you know, you're probably looking at a two to four, five month period before things start to get, sort of get back to a quote unquote normal. I don't know if there ever will be an exact normal as what we, as what we used to be, used to have. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of the, a lot of the insulation and other construction segments I work in right now are still working and, and the, a lot of them are still doing fine and actually pretty busy. The majority of what I see there is uh, new construction and um, more of the uh, of commercial construction. So it's, it's not already owner occupied uh, projects. So a lot of, a lot of our uh, good customers are still staying busy with that stuff, you know, more of the, the new construction. 
Yeah, we had an economist on um, a couple couple days ago, and he basically said, you'll start seeing some promise here by end of May and June, but you won't start feeling the benefits of it until August. So you're kind of hitting that right on the head there. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it'll be a, it'll be a slow, I've heard a lot of analogies that it's not going to be flipping on the light switch. It's going to be turning a dial. I don't, I've heard a lot of politicians say that I've heard a lot, a lot of economists say that. So I, I do believe that's true. So what are some things people should be doing right now to prepare when things come back? I mean, is now a good time to finance? It, it is. Um, I, I think it's especially a good time to get financing in place. Our approvals are good, usually good for up to 90 days. So a lot of people, especially customers that maybe don't qualify for application only and they, don't, they do have to get financial statements or tax returns out, this is a good time if they are slower to work on getting that package put together. So get the application in. If we do need additional information, then they can have that time to put it together before, while they're considering making the purchase. Um, you know, it's, it's also a good time, even if it is an application only approval, get it in place. And when you're ready to go, then it can move quickly. So um, it's right. also a good time for a lot of our manufacturers and um, you know, equipment providers. They're getting caught up from being behind. We were in a very good economy and, and still will be when we come out of this. So um, I, I encourage everyone, whether it's an end user or manufacturer or vendor, to just get caught up. I mean, get to the point where you feel comfortable when things do, things will come back. I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's an absolute right there. Agreed. It's, and the difference between this and 2008 to 11 is it's going to be a much quicker comeback. It's not going to be a light switch flip on. It's going to be a little bit gradual, but it's not going to be three years. It's going to be three months, six months at worst, maybe nine months. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's going to come back a lot faster. This wasn't an economic issue. This was a, you know, disaster issue. Kind of just softening right now. It is. It is. No. And, and I, you know, it's, it's, it, you hear people say this all the time and I, you know, I've tried to embrace it. It's, you know, our, our, my wife and kids, we're all at each other's throats a little bit right now, but it is a good time to catch up with your family. I mean, I, I'm a salesperson by nature and I travel a lot. I'm not doing that right now. So I'm trying to catch up on time when I'm not with my family. So yeah, when you get right. through the, the, like you said, going at each other's throats, there's yeah. actually a lot of fun moments that, you know, are happening that normally wouldn't happen. And I just sit back and I, I try to take it in and then I try to look at it through my kids' eyes. Like what, what's my eight-year-old going to remember about this time? And yeah. it's going to be us, the pillow forts, the dragging them around, you know, by rope, you know, they're holding on and we're going through the wood floors and, you know, it's just that stuff. But we, that's a little off topic, but. It is. No, but you're right though. You're absolutely right, Don. It's, it's, it's simple things like that, you know, and, and that is a good, that's a great point. If you look at it through your kids' eyes is, they're, they're not going to look back at this as an economic disaster or any type of negative thing. They're going to look back at it as, gosh, I got to spend some real quality time with my siblings and my parents. And, yeah. um, you know, it didn't have to go to school live you know, or go <laughs> right. into a school building. Um, yeah. can, you, can you imagine when we were in school and, and it was at March and they said, all right, school year is over, everybody. Basically. I mean, yeah. that would have been it, like just a snow day was. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's no online school at that point. It's no, you're, no, you're it's every kid's dream every day. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of parents will look back at this too. I mean, when it's all said and done, and everything goes back to you know the new normal, we're gonna look back and say, "Man, I I kind of missed that." Like there was a lot of yeah. good memories, and yeah. you know, I I feel like we'll as difficult as it is for everybody, you know, I think we'll kind of miss it. So yeah. 
I was just going to piggyback on what Josh said. You know, I travel a lot too. This is as long as I've been home for this extended period of time in over 10 years. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Um, I think the message is to take advantage of it, right? Yeah. I mean, don't, when this is over with, I would not want to look back and say, boy, I had all that time at home. I really could have done a better job with my kids and my family. Just take advantage of a bad situation. And, you know, it's a good lesson for kids, I think. The best thing I, I've found is the dollar store. And remember those plastic dart guns? They shoot the <laughs> yeah. suction cup darts. We have had so much fun with those over the house. I mean, just zombie hunting every night. And I mean, it is so much fun. And it was $4. <laughs> Yeah, those little plunger darts that yes. stick to the window. Oh yep. yeah, those are great. <laughs> I'm I'm fortunate. My my son, my six year old, has a uh, has a Nerf gun collection that. Oh, we, oh yeah. I mean, we in, as early as last night. We were uh, as recent as last night. We were man, we were having an all out war. The only the only problem, the thing is, I love is I I'm like, okay, we're all out of darts. You can now, you guys all go pick them up. Yeah, <laughs> go find them. <laughs> well, and, and you never Fetch. find them all. That's why they sell. Oh, no. Hundred packs at Target. They make yes. mu- they're the they're the razor blades. Yes, yep. yes. Yeah. After all the snow melted, I realized how many were left laying in my front yard. <laughs> yeah. Shooting them over the house this winter. So yeah. Oh man. Well, let's. Uh, I got a couple questions. You know, kind of segueing into now might be a really good time to finance. Can you get into some of the differences and what what can people do to prepare? and and set themselves up for you know the best terms that they can get and maybe some of the differences between um kind of a lease or an EFA and what some of those differences are sure i would say you know the first part of your question Aaron um the you know to prepare a lot of things that we look at you know personal credit business credit time in business you know, those are the primary things that we can look at and make a determination on. It's not something that you can really, especially, you know, the personal credit, those kinds of things. You can't really change those things overnight. Now, what we try to do, you know, and again, this is another difference between us and a bank. We don't have a little credit window that we need to abide by. That's why we're able to do financing for newer businesses uh, for, for less than perfect credits and, and sometimes a combination of both. So what we're doing is is when we go through and we get an application, we're usually having a conversation within an hour or two with that customer trying to figure out, okay, you know, what happened here or what's going on here, if there are issues. So we're always working through that with, with you know, our customers. Um, so anything that they need to do, I would say, you know, probably the best thing is just get an application in as soon as you can. And then if there are issues we need to work through, then we can work through those over the next, you know, day or week or two weeks or a month. So, you know, I have you, a dumb question. Yeah, go ahead. And, and this might be really dumb, but it's, that's who I am. Um, if a customer has existing equipment, can they refinance it through you? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So In it wasn't fact, dumb. That's, that's coming a dumb up question. a lot right now. No, not a dumb question at all. In fact, I get that, <laughs> I get that question about three times a day right now. Just sure. random calls, you know, whether it's an existing customer or a customer that found us somehow, and they ask if you know either they can buy, either they can refinance existing equipment, or they can refinance their existing equipment with a new equipment purchase. And the answer is yes to both. We can we can look at both of those. Okay. So the other thing I forgot to mention earlier too is uh, this is a big thing right now as far as uh, conserving cash and you know. Um, you know, not writing a check for a purchase if you if you can avoid that, um, and not maybe going through a bank and putting twenty or thirty percent down if you can avoid that. 
I get about three to five calls a day right now for customers who paid cash for their equipment um, anywhere from a month ago to three years ago. And they're wanting to get cash back out of that equipment they paid for right now. Sure. That unfortunately is something we can't do. Okay. Just because there are issues with blanket liens. Um, if they pay, they paid for it. If someone's got a blanket lien on all their assets, then whoever that is owns that equipment as much as they do. Gotcha. I, I encourage people right now, especially in strange times, conserve your cash, use financing. If you've got 10 to 30% to put down, that's fine. Use your bank and uh, you know, as long as you don't have any real estate or working capital needs coming up. Um, otherwise, if you want to look at financing 100%, then what we do is, is quite a bit better. Hey, Josh, what's the turnaround time? If somebody fills out an application, you know, whoever they're working with, we would then submit like a pro forma invoice over to yep. you guys. And then we kind of start the process. What's the timeline? Yeah, once we, uh, once we get the application, we're to, it, it can be as fast as two hours. It can be as long as a week. It, it just kind of depends on customer's credit. I'm in business and the, and the amount they're looking for. It's the, the kind of the, the things I keep going back to but those really dictate what, how we underwrite it. Okay. So if you've got a, a, a good credit, good business credit, good time in business, uh, they're looking for anything really under a half a million dollars at that point, it's going to be a same day approval. Um, now if you've got a, a, a startup or a customer that maybe has some, some credit issues in the past, which a, a lot of the customers we help do have credit issues from the past. I mean, construction is not an easy industry and people go through bumps go over bumps in the road all the time. So that's, that's what we look at. So with that being said, sometimes we'll need to get more information. Maybe we need to get bank statements or we need to get a personal tax return. At that point, it kind of depends on how quickly the customer can get that stuff. Um, once they get us everything we need, then you're looking at if, if, if there are financial statements involved, usually you're looking at a one, probably one business day turnaround. Right. One business day and, and then maybe a little time for funding to go through. And then think about the time it takes to build the rig. I mean, if that's a three to five week lead time. So I think that's important to plan ahead and, and make plans for this summer and fall when things hopefully start picking back up. You know, just keep some of those lead times in mind. Yeah, the lead time on the rig is a great point too, Aaron. I'm glad you brought that up. And that's why a lot of, even in our standard contracts without any def, any any uh, built-in deferral, our, once we fund, um, and then they, I'm going to back up a little bit there. So application we talked about, once we get the approval, we get the pro forma invoice from IDI. So we get that pro forma invoice, we email, everything's done electronically. We email documentation to the customer they either electronically sign it or print it and scan it back to us. Once we get that back, that's when we fund. So once we fund, that's when the lead time begins. So, um, you know, right. great point. Keep that in mind. If you're looking at, at you want to start in, in July, you should, be get, you should be getting your application in now. And right. So once, once, we, once we fund IDI, even on our standard program, we bill in arrears. So the first payment isn't due for 30 days. Now with the step with the deferred program, if we if we're able to get a three month deferral, you can I mean if you if your rig lead time is six weeks, you can get your rig and have basically a month and a half before you even have to make a payment. So you're out there doing jobs, billing, invoicing, uh, hopefully collecting before you ever have a payment. Right, which is huge. I mean, a ninety day deferred or a six month step up. You know, if you can pay a hundred dollars for six months, that's 
time to make some money, you know, go and generate some capital and build up your business. And then you can start paying down your equipment. Yeah. It's a huge head start, huge head start. It really is. Uh, I'll add too. I mean, we, we try to keep anywhere from, th- you know, three to five rigs in stock at any given time across the country. So if there is a lead time. I mean, Josh, we've gotten deals done in two or three days with the rig delivering, you know, seven, eight days from the original phone call. We've been able to get funded, get an approval, get funded, get shipped and have a tech out in front of a customer in seven or eight days. So something to think about with stock rigs versus more of a custom built being a three to five week lead time. Hey, Aaron, do we have the, uh, the generic, uh, form on the website for the customers? We do. Yeah. We do. We have the application and the rig building tool. So you can go to the rig builder, build your dream rig, fill out the application, and we'll get it done. And what is that website, Aaron? I believe it's idi-insulation.com. Is that right? Dot com. (laughs) (laughs) You're still engaged, even when Mm -hmm. you're working from home. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I know uh, the majority of the applications, I would say 99% of the applications we get for IDI customers uh, come right through the IDI app, uh, website. And there, it's, it's you know, IDI logo right on it. it uh, and it's real simple too, right? It is. Seamless. It, it, most customers tell me it takes, and I've gone through it before, it, it takes under five minutes to fill it out. I'll say too, in the last, uh, you know, three and a half, four years that we've heavily been working together. How many times has a customer actually been denied? <laughs> it, uh, right now, I just pulled these numbers last week for a different vendor and it was, so these are, these are global for, for all of my customers that IDI would fall right in line with this though. It was, uh, um, 35, it's under 5% of applications get flat out declined. I rarely see them. I mean, almost, yeah. I, I can definitely count on one hand over the last four years that someone has been denied. Or just, or just not have the, the never been in back. business before. Right. Yeah. Right. No credit. Right. Well, it, I, I would say even some of the startups were, I mean, we've, we've at least been able to offer a solution. Yeah. It's very rare. That's for sure. I think we covered everything, huh? Do you have anything to add, Josh? No, no, I don't. I, I appreciate you guys doing this, and uh, it's been it's been fun to uh, join you here. It's this is a cool thing. Yeah, thanks for coming on. You heard it here, folks. Josh uh, Penman, American Financial Partners. He'll finance anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should put that in there, huh? <laughs> uh, well, Josh, we do appreciate your time. Absolutely, yeah, buddy. Thank you. Guys. Thanks for coming. Yeah, have a good weekend, boys. All right, see you, man. 